is booty twerking is that the modern pocket watch like uh you know you know what i'm saying like <laughs> welcome to behind the sins presented by cinema welcome to behind the sins a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of cinema sins i'm aaron doyser aaron doyser <laughs> i'm tonight hughes I'm the Doyce man. It's Jonathan Watkins. <laughs> we all hanging out in New Jersey this week for some reason. I don't even know you what's going on. Again? No, oh. no, we're good. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined, as always, by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. Still here. <laughs> we write for CinemaSins, TV Sins, and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. Uh, boy, Jonathan, you've had a vacation, man. You should be all like fresh and tan and ready to go. I'm I'm not tan. I do not tan. I'm uh, I'm I'm the palest person on the face of the earth, except my neck. My neck always tans very nicely. So uh, I I think uh, Danae wants to have a pale off with you. <laughs> I will throw down on that category. Uh, very fair, fair skinned. Uh, I yeah, it's. It, it almost sounded like when you said it, you meant like you had moral objections to tanning. It was like, I no, don't no, 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 tan. no, no. I just, I, I have, uh, the sun does not like me. And, uh, so I just, I lather that, you know, hundred proof sunscreen, sunscreen on. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, I went to Disneyland, which I've never been to before. And it was awesome. Yeah. You got a chance to see the brand new star Wars world. I, I did the, uh, the land was very impressive. Like they, you know, everything they built up. I sent you guys some pictures and, uh, the ride I have to say was mediocre, but, um, but that's okay. I mean, I, and, and I'm not as big of a star Wars fan as some people, so I'm sure, uh, I'm sure some people will appreciate it more than I did, but you're essentially like riding on the Millennium Falcon. It's a, it's kind of a, uh, what do they call that? A simulator, I guess. Isn't it kind of like, um, well, what was the, the ride at Epcot that was the Mars yeah, one? Yeah, uh, Mission, Mission Earth? Uh, yeah, something like that, um, where, you know, different people have different buttons they can yes, push and that kind it of is, stuff. It kind of combines that with like the, the Star Tours ride. They they kind of get combined and um, which was which I which I only got a chance to ride it once because the lines were very long and they were not offering fast passes yet for it. But um, I would like to ride it again just so I'm not as concentrated on pressing the buttons because that that bothers me when stuff's lighting up. So like (laughs) I think I I think I miss some stuff and you know maybe next time I could actually pay more attention. But no no I had a good time. Definitely worth it if you're if you're a fan of of the Disney thing. Well I know you sent me. picture of radiator springs and i was oh that was amazing i actually liked that 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 because i'm not a big cars fan uh but um that was just amazing just every little detail and they even have um like lightning mcqueen and mater they have them come out i guess they're just automated um vehicles of some sort i mean it's not somebody in a costume no they're real Jonathan. Yeah, but they're just yeah, exactly. They're that's what I mean. They're real because all these five year olds listening to our podcast. That's right. Um, but no, but they're driving around and talking to you, and it's 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 very cool. That sounds fun. Have you ever been to Disney, Danae? Uh, the Florida Disney. So Disney World, yeah, yeah. yeah. In and then the uh, in the Epcot, mm-hmm. and and then the Animal, Animal Land, Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's there. a lot. There's a lot more to Disney World. Disney World's bigger, and it's like a resort, and you know, it it really creates like this magical environment because you're so enclosed. Whereas this is just like in the middle of Anaheim, and there's stuff built around it, so. Uh, you don't really have that, but what you do have is you have everything is so close together. So, like, there's two parks and there's downtown, and you can just walk to all those. 
Yeah. Well, we're glad uh, you're back. We're ready. I to, am too. We're ready to talk some behind the sins this week. Uh, of course, we'll uh, we'll do our sin side scoop. Talk about the videos. We'll play some keeping tabs. See what we. Uh, we actually brought up and searched on Google this week that the FBI will be coming after us about uh, the comment section where we pick some of your best comments. And uh, then we will go beyond the sins and talk about something else in the world of pop culture. But let's kick it off with the sin side scoop. What's he building in there? I've got a secret. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. All right, let's do it. Let's take a look at the videos from this week, uh, the process of sending them, how we felt about the show slash movie slash music video in general, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, we'll kick it off with the TV sins on Monday. Agents of S-H-I-E-L-D. That's how you have to pronounce the title. You can't actually you can't say, say it. shield. No, because well, it's got the periods in there. That's right. I even have a note about that because one of the things I wanted to mention was I love the crazy, the weird conversations we have back and forth about these scripts. <laughs> uh, just kind of giving us a look. And th- on this one, I think the, the funniest one was when we were discussing how we were going to spell shield. Uh, if we were going to put the periods in it or not. And where do you put the periods? Is, is there one after the D? Yes, there if it's, is. But if it's a question and it ends in shield, is the one after the D, the D a question mark? Or is it a period and then oh, a question yeah. mark? And how many people are going to be angry if we get it wrong? All of them. I think the answer is all of them. Uh, I Man, this show was so promising. Like I remember watching the first season and just loving how it connected to the MCU, loving having Coulson back in my life. Like he's such a fun character. I thought, you know, the show was cast very well. Um, and going back and watching the pilot of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for me reminded me like how much I really enjoyed this show uh, the first season. Now, a lot of people think it's gotten better over time. I yeah, actually, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll probably talk about that some in the comments because that was one thing I was I didn't realize how many people genuinely liked it. Yeah, and think it got better over time, and I just feel like it fell apart after like how, season three. Yeah, we'll see. I watched two seasons. How 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 far did you make it? I just stopped this year. I'm not watching oh, wow. the new season. Okay, so you saw like all the Ghost Rider and yep. yeah. Okay, yeah. I did hear from some people it it got a little more interesting then to the point where I've I've thought about going back and watching it, but I just you know it's way down the list. Well, during the writing process, um, on this because I watched the pilot. I wrote on this yeah. one, too, but I hadn't seen any of it. Everyone had been talking mm-hmm. about it, but I hadn't really gotten into it. Mm-hmm. So there's references in our jokes of things not going great in the oh, future. Yes. yes. One of our running gags is, you know, I can't well, wait least, for this to pan yeah, out. I can't wait for that to happen. And so I'm asking questions as we're, you know, putting our script together. I'm like, well, what do you, what do you mean? This doesn't, what do you mean? <laughs> well, and we had a lot of those. Yeah. There were uh, several. We, was we love took like what, three and... or four of those out. Yeah. Oh we, yeah. We cut several of them. We That's basically true. just kept the ward. Did we keep the ward one in? Is that I don't even remember which in? ones we kept in. No, I think we took the ward one out because there's people in the comments who are like, you know, I can't believe you, you know, mentioned war. Oh, well, I think there actually were two ward ones. There was yeah. one about him becoming evil, like not being a good guy. Uh, yeah. For the whole time, and then there was another. Shocking. Then there was another one about becoming really strange or something. I can't remember. See, it's it's like I said, it's or... been a while since yeah. I watched it. But what I remembered about that first season was I didn't really like it for a while. Um, like the pilot was kind of fun. Um, I was irritated they brought Coulson back, which I, I wrote the sin. The sin is still in there where we talk about that. Like mm-hmm. you love Agent Coulson, I love Agent Coulson. 
But um, just because I thought his death was so good or meaningful, I guess. Right. Yeah, in, totally. In Avengers. But so I was irritated about that. I just didn't really think it was going anywhere. But then like towards the end of the first season, it kind of picks up for those that don't know. Bill Paxton joins the show mm-hmm. and he's really good. Um, he's like a really fun villain. Yep. Um, and then the second season, actually, I remember started off really strong and then they started getting into that whole inhuman thing. Mm hmm. And then yeah. it lost me again. Yeah, I was I was in it. I was loving it through season three. And okay. Then, and then just I slowly started to be like, oh, it's going to be one of those shows where they just do weirder and weirder, non-connected, sillier things. Yeah, because you said some stuff about when they bring Ward back. I had no idea that oh, that yeah. happened. Oh, that yeah. sounded insane. <laughs> he, he comes back as a alien inhabited body and... Just like, oh, people like this actor, and we killed him off. What are we going to do with him now? Oh. But did people like him? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, he's very like we make that jawline comment, like, and that's very much his character. I believe originally I called him Agent Butchin, but that got yeah, next. I think you did. <laughs> I, I got I got a little sensitive about that. I, you know, people who have cleft chins, if they, it's like one of those things you get teased about. I was like, I'm, are we? Do I we literally do that? meant it as a compliment. Like, I mean, I th- I thought having a butt chin was a compliment thing. I didn't mean, you know, yeah. So. I've always seen it thrown around as an insult. You know, if uh-huh. someone says that you have a butt on your face, I don't usually, <laughs> people aren't always excited to hear that, but maybe in the Dicer that's a world. Fair point. No, 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 that's a fair point. That's a, your face looks like a butt. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. Uh, we do think through those things, at least for a moment. Um, the other thing that I just have to say about the show, it has become so completely centered around the love relationship between Fitz and Simmons. That yeah, I didn't it, know that happened either. That was interesting when you oh, brought that up. The whole show now is about their love that they just, they, every time they're going to be together, something else happens and I the universe that. separates them. And then I hate that. I, I, and the only reason I hate it is because it's just so forced, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's not realistic. That no, doesn't happen in real life. It happens no. in TV and movies. Um, I, what was the show? Shit's Creek. <laughs> yes. It's a good example. They do it right. They do do it right. There's a way to do this where, now they're just together, and that's great, and you can have the joy of them yeah. being together. And there's normal uh, things in a relationship that are going to cause complications without there being like a, oh, we can be together, we can't be together yeah. feel. It can the universe just be is like, keeping us apart. Oh, your personality also rubs me the wrong way. I love you, but you're making me insane. And then having characters work through that kind of stuff and seeing right. people on the screen actually have those kinds of conversations. Oh, do we really want to see that done in a really clever and fun way? No. No. <laughs> Well, and it, yeah, and, it, and this show, they do that. A, did you guys ever watch Bones? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That was an interesting, they did an interesting thing in that. I thought the first two or three seasons of that show were pretty great and, um, or pretty, well, pretty good at least. I mean, for that kind of show. But they did an interesting thing where they were trying to ignore the, the ridiculous, like the Brennan Bones, or that was, Brennan was her name, the Bones Booth relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it made no sense why those two weren't like bumping uglies from the get go, but whatever, uh, they uh, they started a relationship with two minor characters, which is that's what this reminded me of when you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, um, it's but a lot that of, actually worked. Yeah, it it comes down to uh, people saw how well it worked for the X Files, and now everybody wants to do it. You know, yeah. it's just 
I, it's not like the X Files invented it either. It's been a staple of dramatic storytelling for a long time. Exactly. I'm sure. Yeah, but, um, and it's like they felt they just had to have to one you. because they tried to create one with Chloe Bennett's character. Chloe Bennett's great, by the way. Uh, yeah. Probably my favorite thing about that pilot. Uh, but her character and Ward, which then of course he became a bad guy, so that didn't work out. They kind of dallied around the idea that Clark Gregg and um, the I can't remember the actress's name, but May. Mm-hmm. No, that's a thing uh, that continues to be a thing all the way. Oh, through. does that continue to be a thing? Because yeah. I know that was kind of something they mentioned. You know, they mentioned here and there. They're like they had a past liaison and that yeah. kind of thing. Anything else um, about the uh, the video that we want to uh, to chat about? Any other moments that we liked from it? Uh, anything like that? Nobody fist a flute was uh, <laughs> maybe my favorite. Uh, li- I also, and I'm assuming that was. I, I mean, I hate to assume, but Danae, did you do the matching bass to fleshy skin tone? I, I also did the fists of flute. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did the bass. Uh, the matching bass. Uh, you know what happens. It happens if guys and girls wear makeup and then they are, are warm and then you don't put it all over. The I just would have never noticed that. I, yeah, I wouldn't have either. Oh, really? And I actually I mean, I used to do a, I mean, I know Aaron's been on TV. I have as well. So like I've worn makeup. Um, so I know mm-hmm. I know how that can be. Mm-hmm. But it's just not something I noticed. I actually noticed on several characters that they were very mismatched in their in their makeup and I thought okay I just don't want to go overboard here <laughs> but the fist of flute was great because I actually wrote a sin along the line which we didn't put in along the lines of uh what you know it's a good thing bad guys always drink wine mm-hmm. because how would we get fingerprints but then I didn't even think about that like why do we get fingerprints off these it's damn not glasses just a fingerprint. because it's nobody a holds a wine glass like that. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote I wrote basically the same sin uh-huh. uh that Danae wrote just not as cleverly. Uh I didn't have the fist of flute part uh in there so I, I used hers instead cuz I was doing the combine on this one. Yeah, it's it's that that one right there in particular that is is one of those things where my dad is really proud of me for living my dreams and, and, you know, being a creative person and finding my way in the world. And I can never tell him what I do. (laughs) That's, that is the, that's the perfect joke example. He can never know. (laughs) I'm sorry, dad. (laughs) I've got those jokes, but uh, my parents will know because they listen to every single thing I do. Oh, and then who caught the license? I, I, that was, I was mad. I missed that where she swipes the license, but not the wallet. Oh, that was me. Oh, that was Danae. Oh, yeah. Well, Danae nailed this one, apparently. <laughs> those were the three that, like, stood out to me. That I, I hate to, I always hate to mention my own stuff, so I try to stay away yeah, from Yeah, for the it, most but. part, I feel like, you know, this is a good time to maybe talk about this uh, with us even, but I think for the most part, what we will all tend towards is praising other people's stuff. And, and, then, and then admitting our own mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just the way we are. It's, it's a safe way to go. This um, was the Shyamalan sin I wrote there, right? Was that yeah. this video? Yeah, no, that was great. I, the only okay, th- I did like. I will. I will praise myself for that. That yeah, was a. Uh, was should. what I was. I was like, I'm glad. I, I. I'm. I'm happy for myself right now that I came up with that. This isn't a praise of of me as much as it is a praise of uh, the movie and how it connects. But the fact that there are two sneakers outtakes from the exact same scene. Oh yeah, and they're so perfect. <laughs> like the sneakers outtake literally mentions Tahiti. Like, it's just, it's fascinating to me. And then the, you know, we're the United States government. We don't do that sort of thing. Um, it's just, it was just too perfect. And they're yeah, both I love, right there. I love sneakers, but like, that was a movie that I just had, 
not forgotten about, but hadn't watched in a long time. And then, you know, of course, you and Jeremy and, and Chris just love it. I think Barrett has grown to love it as well. Yeah, it's a great one. Um, so we, we, we always, we, we dig, we get a lot of stuff from that well. All right, let's move on to Planes. This was a Dicer-Scott joint. Uh, Jeremy and I wrote on this one. Uh, this, of course, is the non-Pixar movie from the world of Cars. Uh, this was actually done by the production company that did Disney's Straight to Video. And yeah, I think, Disney Tune. And I think it shows. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, it was supposed to be straight to video. It was not supposed to get a theatrical release. That is true. That is true. Um, yeah. It is trash. This movie is so bad. And it was so interesting to watch it with a, like a, you know, like we do with a fine, yeah. fine tooth eyebrow. I don't know what you would say. Uh, yeah. I don't know how that works. No. Uh, fine tooth eyebrow comb. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just funny to watch it in detail and just go, man, what, like, how do you even think this is okay? Like, there's so much. Uh, there's so much to sin here. There's so much stereotyping racially. Uh, I, I should say internationally racially. Um, the I was really surprised by the uh, the the woman that keeps saying no, and then the guy yeah. that keeps coming at her. I was really glad that, that one made it in to the script. Yeah, the 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 whole idea is, and again, movies have done this for a long time, but thankfully they're changing. But yeah. the idea is. If a woman tells you no, what they really mean is keep, trying. is keep trying, try harder, and eventually you'll get there. And it's like, that is not usually the case. Remind me to tell you about my stalker one time. Oh, my goodness. That's I'm so sorry. Story. I'm so sorry, Danae. Do you want to tell it right now? You can tell it right now if you want. Oh, it's a beautiful story of a guy who wouldn't take no for an answer and kept leaving me gifts on my car, oh. which, you know, thank you, but stop. And so I kept saying, thank you, but stop. Thank you, but stop. Like, for example, the gifts he would leave, a box of Cheez-Its. Because I said, I like Cheez-Its once. <laughs> Things like that. Anyway, there was this one day I was, I think I was 15. And so I was working as a bus girl at this super fancy restaurant on, um, what is it? The holiday where people love each other and get engaged all the Valentine's time. Valentine's Day? That's the one. Okay. This is one of the reasons I hate that particular holiday. Anyhow, I was off work. A whole bunch of people had gotten engaged that night. There's love in the air and da 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 And I open the door to go out to my car and he's standing by my car with roses oh my God. Uh, and i was like what is wrong with people what am i gonna do so i went back inside and i waited for an hour and i looked back out there and he was still there oh, no <laughs> so i walked out i told my staff what i was i'm like guys just don't let me don't let me leave without you seeing that i'm okay i walked out and i was like dude what are you doing he's like i just i want to ask you out and i think that we would be such a great couple and I said, oh, okay. Um, he's like, really? And he hands me the flowers. And I said, this is never going to happen. And I chucked the roses on the ground and pushed him. I, I physically pushed him away from my car and got in the car, and locked you. my doors and left. You know, it's interesting you say that. And this is the, one of the most frustrating parts about culturally how this has been uh, for women is the fact that now you're the bad guy, right? Now somebody can look at you and go, how could you crush that poor man's heart? Right. And it's like, you know, if you don't crush his heart, he's never going going to keep happening. And it's like, how do you not? Why is it not okay for me to just say no? And then you leave me alone. Right. It's because of the movie Planes. That's why. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, probably. It really I think it does play into pop culture and and this idea that, you know, you if some if, if you don't. If something's not working out for you, you just keep trying a different angle and maybe it'll it'll go that way. And maybe that works for like getting your dream job or something. But not <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, this whole don't take no for an answer. I, I mean, I think that definitely they still preach that with careers. But mm-hmm. even then, 
I mean, sometimes like you've got to realize that this isn't a good, like this isn't a good career choice for you. Oh, and you, you know, got to move on. You'll see it. You'll see it in uh, creative careers too, especially talent careers yeah. like singing, those kind of things. I remember, uh, you know, I think rightly so. The talent shows have moved away from highlighting the the horrible singers, and you know, they're they're more highlighting the good stuff now. But there was a re- I really loved the original seasons of American Idol because you would see these people that were horrible, like they could not carry a tune. But they had been told by everybody in their life, you know, pursue your dreams. If you, you try hard it. enough, you can do it. And they just did not believe these professional people who do this professionally saying yeah. this is not a route for you. Find something you're good at and do that. Yeah. And they just would not believe it. And I think you're right. I think there is that element in our life where we do need to take no for an answer, um, you know, by people we respect, people we trust. Right. Um, and, and understand that. So that, I mean, obviously wow, this is an balance, interesting but... conversation to get out of planes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is the silver lining of this movie it's, is this conversation right, right here. Oh Every, my God. And I had never seen this. My daughter, I mean, my daughter's never even really been to the cars movies at all anyways, but, um, she was a little young when this came out, so it, it didn't get seen because of that. And so it was not something I was interested in. Every, um, uh, I believe this is the movie Barrett walked out of to play video games and left his <laughs> wife and son in there watching it. I, I, maybe it was the second one. but um, uh, And I didn't get possible. a chance to watch it because I, I want to try to watch these if I haven't seen them, but I did not get a chance to watch this. But I felt like watching the video I saw it. Yeah, I think you're right. So I, I felt pretty right. comfortable with it. Also, where is Scrotal Bay located? <laughs> It was so good. Oh, we will go more into that in keeping tabs. Uh, (laughs) Was that you? Yeah, that was me. Was was suck my cockpit you? Because I thought that was great. Listen, like I said, my parents listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) So that is a uh, very coy way of saying yes. That was me. Um, (laughs) Sorry. No, it's good. It's good. They got to know. But that is another thing about this movie. I'll just go right into the innuendo in this movie is all over the place too. Yeah, like you know my, and that's why I did that joke is because it it does make it makes it a little clearer what the movie's doing. The movie is just doing that on a on a a more cutesy level, but it's still it's still there. It's still there in really, I mean, really innuendo kind of ways. So I found that interesting. I feel like if you were gonna say. Hey, have you heard of the Channel CinemaSins? I feel like this movie would be a really good in for someone mm. because all of the things that are being sinned are just fun and clever. And it's like a lighthearted movie where we're going to talk about Die Hard with Avengers here in a second. That's that's a different it's a different feel like mm-hmm. planes this week. You know, you're watching like maybe it's because it's animated. I don't know. But I loved the sins on that one. It really just made a lot of sense. Whereas like Die Hard, you've got a lot of plot stuff going on. Right. So mm-hmm. it's like harder to kind of keep track of if you're just watching it to to just jump into do, the channel. Do you have plot, though? Do you? <laughs> we'll get to Are that, you sure? I guess. No, I'm just joking. Um, no, but that's a good that's a good thing you bring up. Also, one thing I noted, this video is doing very well. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot um, of attention and on it. It's just it. an example of outside of like, I mean, you know, the Marvel movies are going to do well. Like, you know, people are going to watch the DC movies, but you never really know outside of that. And animated movies tend to be hit or miss with us. Yeah, but I was, I was, I, I mean, I'm, I'm glad it's doing well, but it's just like that's one of those things. Like you just never know what people are going to want to watch. And also, um, the personality in this one was really fun. Like the yeah. narrator's personality coming out and just how he's reacting to things as is it's just like these funny plot things that happen or whatever. And that that one liners are so good. That arsenic and old lace line is so great that people don't even have to know what it's from. 
to just exactly. love that moment yeah. where he's like, uh, I'm, a I'm not a cab driver, I'm, I'm a, a coffee co- pot. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, wait, I know that, because but I hadn't seen Arsenic and Old Lace in a while, and then I and then I finally figured it out. Uh, no, that was a great one. Also, probably the best cliche, use of the cliche sin. Yeah. Oh gosh, right. It was so perfect because it was exactly the line from the movie. And then just yeah. him saying cliche it was just brilliant. A little bit of behind the scenes on that. That was a Jeremy line and it's or Jeremy thought to do it that way. And it's perfect. And I love it so much. And, you know, there's an editing process uh, to mm-hmm. this where we get it back. And it's one of those things where Jeremy was very specific on his vision of what he wanted. And I think we all get this way when we write something. Yeah. yeah. And I love it. I love yeah, it when yeah, that yeah. happens and you can you can edit it in a way that pleases the person who wrote it because it's something a little bit different. Yeah, I and do so like the that idea, too. The idea of actually adding cliche like as a new word in the the subtitles, that was just brilliant. That's just such a brilliant way to envision that. Well, it was great too because when we do the closed caption it's in yellow mm-hmm. and then his narration is in white. white. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was absolutely perfect. Yeah. I hadn't seen it done la- that way before yet, or maybe it's never done that way. I don't know, but it was really smart. No, I've never, I've never seen it done that way. I will also say this. Somebody asked, uh, maybe even in that video, why we only close caption, uh, certain scenes. Mm-hmm. And basically that comes down to, it's impossible to have the, to have the closed captions already in the file in a way that makes sense with what we're doing on the edit, which would mean we would have to listen to every line, type every single line in. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That kind of thing. And yeah. so when something's a little hard to understand, we'll go ahead and do it to make sure people understand what's being said. But if yeah. you can already understand it, it's just, you know, the the return on investment on typing out all the. Yeah, we go back and one. forth about that quite a bit, too, because for the person that if you're. If you're fine tuning the edit and you've already seen it, like you know what's being said. Like Chris will say that a lot. Like, I've seen this, I know what they're saying. I'm not sure people who haven't seen it will. Right. So that yeah. kind of becomes a you know question. But yeah, typically, yeah, if it's just something that we feel like we somebody's gonna miss or if it relates directly to the sin. Yeah. You know, the, uh, yeah. the other thing about this movie is it's not a great way to tell a story either. There's so mm-hmm. much bad storytelling in this movie, too. I think specifically of the moment where he uh, comes in six, like one out of the top five to get to go do the race. And so yeah. he goes back home and then they bring him the information that, of course, somebody was disqualified and he gets to race. Th- that is a storytelling technique that is used. So you get to see how a character handles loss, right? Uh-huh. And they get to grow from that and then they get the second chance to use <laughs> what they've grown from. In yeah. this movie, it literally happens in the next scene. There isn't like it literally is. Oh, you you know, you didn't make it. Oh, he's disqualified. You're in. It's like there's no like there's no storytelling use to well, it. It doesn't make any that's sense. Su- that's surprising because one thing I was curious about the runtime and this is 92 minutes, which I mean, I guess that doesn't sound that long. But for a movie like this, I would think this would be like 80 minutes max. Yeah. So it's like you would think they would actually have time for scenes like that. But maybe apparently, you, I guess they used them on something else. Maybe if you cut the plane stalking, <laughs> you can add there some more left. Also, speaking of tabs, which I won't talk about this in the tab segment because this isn't something I worked on. But this is one of those where I looked up something while watching the video because I, I thought the Brazilian wax <laughs> left the strip. <laughs> so I was confused about that sin. I was like, wait, am I, am I not... 
an understanding what a Brazilian wax is, and apparently I did not. Oh! <laughs> well, let's talk about that, because I've got some comments to read about that particular sin, and we do that here in a little bit. All right, we'll get to that then. Uh, the only thing I would say about that is admit my own mistake. Uh, I forgot that planes have brakes. Okay, let's move on. Uh... <laughs> there you go. But the propeller thing stands. Why weren't their propellers moving? Yes, that I, still stands. I, yes, that still stands. They should have been moving. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's move on to uh, Get Like Me. Uh, is it Bad Baby? Is it that, is. It's oh, supposed to be Bad Baby. What, yeah. a, what a stupid way to spell Bad Baby. <laughs> well, this is the, uh, you guys know this is the Cash Me Outside girl, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I was just making sure, because I mean, that was a few years ago. I mean, she's been she's been doing this for like three years. It's amazing. She's well, like made lots of money. I, I owe her one thing, which is in the very first video I officially wrote for, for Cinema Sins, uh, The Nut Job, mm-hmm. uh, I was coming up with uh, pun names for the cashew stand. And uh, one of them was cashew outside. How about that? And uh, and that was one of my uh, my highlights of my early Cinema Sins career. So thank you for that. Other than that. Um, I have an interesting, uh, my, my connection to her is interesting. Not my connection, but um, this is one of the, this is the only one I've written. I'm sure Barrett has done this, but. Um, and it had nothing to do with the script itself. It had to do with the context of the video. But Barrett had me write a script for one of her videos. This was pretty early on when I was working on MBS. And he had not watched it. And after he watched it, he just decided that the the content was probably a little too dark for us to like be going in and sending. And it was a hard one for me to send. But I... So that's like the only one I've written a script for that's never actually been. Made. Oh, interesting, fascinating. Yeah. Well, what we what did we think of this music video? What did we think of uh, this, I, this? Did I just start watching this channel at the wrong time? Or <laughs> you I will say this: she's gotten better. Like, I mean, and that's not good necessarily because this is terrible. But like, for it, she's improved somehow. Well, I think there is a sin in there about her actually having. <laughs> you know some rap skills like she can yeah, like, flow yeah, yeah, like but... she actually like she she well in this one she sounds like she has some rap skills whereas in some of the early ones not so much i can't remember how many of these we've actually covered i i know we did like her first one i feel like maybe this is the third but it could only be the second i don't know we haven't done that many but um and i didn't bother to look it up no i watch but... something like this and i genuinely go how do people enjoy this like it's it's one of those yeah. things where it's so on the nose stereotypical cliche rap you know song about how great i am Uh, and she's so young yeah i mean she's 16 she was 13 i mean she's she's been and i mean just this i mean i don't mean to be that guy but just the stuff she's saying yeah and the just the context of what she's doing i just I, and I don't know who this is for, like you're saying, Aaron, because I can't imagine. Oh, come like, on, you know who this is for. This is for the dudes that want to see half naked girls bounce around. That, that, little... that, well, that's it. I mean, that has to be. I mean, that, except, that's the only thing. Except we um, live in the internet age. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not. If you are somebody who has a, a an impure interest in watching something. But it still you know, sells. For, well, I so guess... whoever whoever is helping manage her is like if you want to if you want to have attention, this is how you get it, yeah. oh, and so that's disturbing. true. But there's also other ways to get attention, and I think one of the jokes or one of the sins that was written was let's hope that you like transcend a bit, like let's let's get you out into thinking about things that really matter in life and use your talents, you know, in this way. But I think for me watching this, it's like she's being told, okay, we're going to have, you know, a lot of color, a lot of butt, a lot of skin and a lot of you just being foul and, 
you know, adorable and, and cute and sexy. Yeah. And then it's going to and you're going to say a whole bunch of foul mouth stuff and it's going to be great. Is is booty twerking? Is that the modern pocket watch? Like, uh, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the, the uh, you know how when people would uh, hypnotize, they'd use a pocket watch in front of you. You know, like, I don't understand the booty twerking thing. Like, is it just supposed to make me go uh, and just like zone out? Like, I'm just it's what it does to me. <laughs> Wow, look at that go. <laughs> yeah, like what is that? <laughs> uh, Anything else to say about uh, Bad um, Baby? or Get I like love me? the, you know, it's kind of similar in the vein of your Duffer Brothers conversation last week. I love the running gag that Barrett's kept going of not pronouncing her name correctly. Like the narrator. <laughs> always, and I, I'm pretty sure that's happened in the past stuff we've done with her. That's great. Um, I can trick myself into thinking that that the music industry is going to some good places, and then <laughs> and watch, then you watch. That. Then I watch music I don't videos. Know. I think I think Aaron, you and I are really similar in that way, yeah. and I think I can hear that from you too, Jonathan. It's just you know, I was like, well, okay, I mean, I I know something I watched. I mean, yeah, I know more than I most. I guess most people my age, just because I've written for this channel a lot, right. and then also my daughter. I mean, she doesn't listen to Bad Baby, but like I, I know you know she listens to a lot of like Ariana Grande and uh, Nicki Minaj and Cardi B and you know just whoever. So uh, Sean Mendez, right? And um, so I mean, I know a lot of it because of that. Which Danae, you'll you'll get to know uh, current pop music. No, in no, a no. Did years. you miss the part in previous episodes where my child isn't leaving the house? Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. But so she's it's not cool. listening to the uh, the the radio. Well, I mm. guess nobody listens no, to radio anymore. No, no, no. It's all. She's it's not all listening to Spotify. Specific. No, 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 none of that. <laughs> Her child right now is in the phase where she will video call me at random times during the day because uh, she wants to ask oh, me about. Oh, that is great. She wants to ask me about Wally and Eva because <laughs> yeah. I was the oh, first one awesome. to show her Wally. <laughs> Uh, my daughter, we got we uh, well, we just hooked up and we just got her an account on an old phone of ours that an old iPhone of ours that was still working. And uh, my wife works in uh, pediatric orthopedics and prosthetics. My daughter wanted a orthopedic boot just to kind of play around with. And I found out the other day she was texting these pictures of her in the boot to my sisters. Awesome. <laughs> and so they're like, like, what happened to your daughter? Like, did she, what happened to our niece? You know? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I. I was like, she was just doing it upstairs, right? You know, they're like, she's texting pictures of her booty to us, and we don't know what's going on. <laughs> what kind of a parrot are you? Uh, let's move on to Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yes, uh, this is a a classic Atkinson Scott joint. Uh, Chris and Jeremy going together on this one. I was so sad I didn't get to work on this. Um, this it, now this is a third Die Hard movie, right? Correct. This movie is like a really good '80s action movie that was made in the mid '90s. Like, yes, <laughs> it's so weird. But I mean, these movies were still being made. Because, I mean, you had, like, Speed and The Rock and stuff like that around that same time. Yeah, no, it's but it is interesting that so little of that stuff holds together at all. And it's just it's fascinating how we have become more discerning, you know, movie watchers, I, I think maybe personally, but also just as a culture, too. Well, how are you two on the first Die Hard? If I'm assuming you've seen it. It's an absolute classic. I, I agree. I think it's um, I think it's as close to perfect as you can get for an action movie. Yeah. Um, and Bruce Willis I think is it's amazing. so dynamic in it. Like, it's just, I love yeah. Bruce Willis. Yeah, <laughs> there you you go Danae, she says that to pretend maybe she saw the movie <laughs> <laughs> and alan rickman's an ama- is an awesome villain uh maybe the best villain mm-hmm. yeah. um, you could argue um i really 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 love die hard 2 and i really like this one now i don't think they hold a candle to die hard 
and I don't know how good of movies they are from a, you know, if you were to look at it from that standpoint, but I think they're great sequels. Like, if you're going to make sequels to Die Hard, I think both of those do a very good job. I think this is an insanely fun movie. (laughs) I'm doing this thing where I'm trying to listen to what happened and follow the plot while also having the plot send at the same time. (laughs) So I was like, wait, okay, so we're going here. Nope, we're going there. Oh, it's too far. Wait, that's just around the corner. And so, you know, there's all these things. Oh, man. I feel like I need to probably watch it. Oh, the New York stuff is great. I love the New York geography stuff. Because he lived there. Yeah. Chris lived in New York for a bit. And so I'm almost sure that's that's Chris's stuff. And it always... I just love it because I don't need to fact check it or anything. I'm just like, yep, people mess around with New York geography all the time. Well, they and, and that that goes for any city. If you ever watch a movie that actually takes place in Nashville, like it's ridiculous. Like it's like you wouldn't go that way. Right. Um, you know, so I think it's just like anything else. Um, this movie is very confusing, though. All the Die Hard movies are really weird in the sense that essentially they're all they all come from like um well, in this, the first two movies were uh, books were bought that had nothing to do with the character of John McClane or anything, and then they just turned them into Die Hard movies. In this one, it was a screenplay that was written for Brandon Lee. Oh, interesting. Um, and then actually was rewritten as a Lethal Weapon sequel. Wow. And then, and then got used as a Die Hard sequel. Oh, that's and, interesting. Yeah, and there were a bunch of drafts. There were a bunch of different scripts written for this movie. One apparently became Speed 2. There was, was one that took place on a boat, and uh, Willis didn't want to do it because he thought it was too similar to Under Siege because there were all these Die Hard clones at the time, right, too, yeah. which, which they had to fight against. Like, they had to be different than those it did seem like it had a a possibility of being really interesting i probably will eventually watch it just because i i'm interested enough to there's Mm -hmm. some things Mm -hmm. that i'm like oh i kind of want to go and watch that one Um, the puzzle stuff always puzzle stuff fun for me yeah Yeah. it is but that's another problem with the movie because they get away from that because once they get to the wall street stuff it's nowhere near as interesting yeah kind of falls apart um, i have a feeling the original idea with the brandon lee movie was specifically about the puzzle stuff I because it was. it was called simon says but at, oh, the, yeah. at the time when this movie came out i in my mind at least it seems like that would be a really unique plot point you know mm-hmm. the more like uh intelligent bad guy instead of just the dumb bad guy but one that's yeah. sort of this mastermind it's kind of got, got an escape room vibe to it you know yeah. if you think of it in yeah. that way yeah, no, that's Figure fascinating. Out this puzzle I mean, and I mean it's you know, it's it's loud and fun. Bruce Willis is still at that point where he seems to give a crap about his performances. <laughs> yeah, uh, him and Samuel Jackson are great together. Um, yeah. There is a lot of they they bring up there is a lot of race uh, racial issues in this movie, which are which are interesting because I think that era of filmmaking. Uh, there was a lot of uh, back and forth on, you know, where people should go with these. Because you had Spike Lee was out. You know, he was this was well into Spike Lee's career. Uh, there was a lot of, you know, vibrant, you know, uh, types of movies that dealt with race. And so I guess they just felt they had to kind of bring it into this because you had a white guy and a black guy sure. and all that kind of stuff. And it, But it doesn't work. And it's just weird. I think yeah. it's like the 90s attempt to talk about race in a funny yeah. and interesting way without going into deeper conversations so it I, is fascinating to see the n-word thrown around even inside yeah. of a movie even though yeah even though you know honestly i understand that word is 
thrown around, unfortunately. But now it's so much more our approach to that word is so much more muted mm-hmm. and and understandably so. And and I get that. But it was it's interesting watching an old movie like that. And just there it is on a sign. And, yeah, you would you know. ne- yeah, you would never have the Harlem scene. Right. No. And, a, and a diehard movie made today. And I, and I actually I, I legit love that scene. I think that scene's pretty interesting. And I, I do agree with the sins, though, where there's no way he'd still be alive by the time Samuel L. Jackson got to him. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, but it, but, you know, it, it, it kind of plays up in the whole thing. And you could you could totally see Jeremy Irons character doing that to him. Jeremy Irons is so good. His voice. Oh, the, yeah. the Sins video mentions it, but his voice is just the best. Uh, another thing I noticed, this is a little bit behind behind the Sins, since we're uh, that's what we're called here. Uh, I noticed that the Ha Police wasn't on this video. This is yeah. This is a moniker that I I have uh, taken on myself during the uh, notes process when we're looking at the videos to see if everything matches up. Uh, I am the Ha Police. In other words, if Jeremy laughs, I count the Ha's and make sure the text number matches up with oh. the number. Of- Chris Chris coined that, right? I think it was. I he, called, think, he Chris called you the hot police. The hot police. Yeah, yeah, he said one time he caught something, and I it might have been something Aaron was working on. I don't remember, but he just said, "Take that hot police." I remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something like that. It so. was very so funny. During Sins Week, you need to be wearing a badge that says Haw Police. <laughs> That's right. I'll pull it out just in case. Uh, I also love the cosmic skip. I love the fun things we're doing with the audio on the skips. Uh, I think oh, that's yeah. really fun. Mm-hmm. Our logo, you guys talked about the logo. I know Barrett was bringing up the how they're playing around with the logos mm-hmm. Um because just to make sure that stays fresh and it's not just, you know, right. like just 30 seconds logos. They do a great job with that in this, I noticed, when they do the adjust for inflation. The inflation, yeah. Yeah. That I thought was that great. was excellent. Uh, I, my favorite line in the whole thing is one that can easily be missed and th- probably why it's my favorite. I love subtle jokes like this. But at one point he goes, check out the big eyesight on Zeus. Uh, yeah. And it's a direct reference, of course, to the Pulp Fiction. You yeah, know, the check out the brain. big brain on Brat yeah. or Brett or whichever one he actually says. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, but that just that made me smile. I love that kind of stuff where it's like, you know, an obvious reference. It's kind of the coffee pot thing in a different way. Right. Like it's a quote from another movie that you may or may not catch, but you get that there's something silly mm-hmm. or interesting there. That's so. why I'm worried about being fired soon. <laughs> Wait, because you don't catch those. I don't catch them. I don't think about them. <laughs> and I was also glad they um, they jumped on the all that stuff about the aspirin bottle at the end. That 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 is always for some reason that's always been one of those ex machinas that has bugged me more than just about any movie mm-hmm. is uh, how he discovers uh, the hideout from from the aspirin bottle he just randomly gets from the villain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's the most ridiculous thing. And I mean, that is that is some lazy it. screenwriting right there. Yeah. It has to be. That is the week that we saw in the uh, Sins video. So let's move on to Keeping Tabs. Hey, podcast peeps. It's me again. Um, mm-hmm. Those are my dogs. Mm-hmm. Those are my... Uh, every time I try to talk... Wow. Uh, is this how Aaron feels? When we're... Mm. Okay, we're gonna try this. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com/slash BTS. So go fill it out. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. 
jeez. Oh, this is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're going to uh, pick a couple tabs that we remember having open uh, during researching for sins. It may be your funny, embarrassing, WTF, whatever the case may be. Uh, what do you think, Jonathan? What do you got? Uh- I only did Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. last week, so I just had a couple from there. Nothing too exciting, but I did look up, is April ever abbreviated ARP? <laughs> That's such a weird yeah. typo. That was such yeah, because, I mean, there's so much information on her name tag. Yeah. And then somehow somebody didn't catch they did ARP. So I just oh. looked it up just out of curiosity because, like, well, maybe that's a thing. Like, <laughs> maybe that's something I'm not aware of. I didn't know what a Brazilian wax was, apparently. So. <laughs> you know, we learn new not, things every day. But it's not. It's not a thing. That was definitely, uh, that was an error on yeah, their part. It's, it's one of those things, Danae, you mentioned it's a good catch, but there's, there's something you learn pretty quickly when you're writing sins is to pause when there's lots of information going on. Mm-hmm. Because especially, oh, yeah. especially if it's quick, they will miss stuff. And uh, so it's just kind of one of those things that when they flash that up there, I knew immediately I needed to freeze. And if, I think that was even on the like, I mean, not that there's like a, a list of rules or anything, but I, I remember Chris mentioning that at some point. I don't know if it was in an email or what, but I remember early on in the process, he was like, you know, look at words on screen, like look yeah. at any like documents and newspapers. And I definitely paused on that screen mm-hmm. because I thought that the QR code didn't change, but it's just because of the split second that I paused it mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. it changed over and I was looking over it. I just missed it. So that's yeah. why I said good catch. Cause yeah. I had oh, my okay. eyeballs on it too. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Danae. Um, the only thing that I kept track of that I looked at during this one was if patting somebody on the butt is considered sexual assault or sexual <laughs> harassment. <laughs> And the difference between the two and is there a moment? Yeah, there's a moment in Agents of Shield, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a, a, it's in the video. Yeah, that was great. What's it, the guy, it's the, it's the agent. Fitz or whatever his name is. He pats Ward on the butt. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a dude butt pat, which apparently is bro behavior. <laughs> and, and it often- isn't sports. I I don't I don't understand it. But yeah, if you watch like baseball, football and I mean, yeah. it, that's happens constantly. Yeah, it's like a good game. And coaches do it. Like and I mean, that is a good point to bring up like you. I mean, you could probably have a case right there. If like your boss is just hitting you on the ass. If it was a sports show, I don't think I would have thought about it too much because yeah. it is so much a part of that culture. But this was an agent and a science guy. So it's like, why are you touching his butt? Maybe that's why they never get together. <laughs> He's actually gay. And that's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I played basketball uh, quite a bit. And it was something that guys did. I, I never did. Yeah, um, I'm the same way. I played baseball. Yeah, I don't think I've ever touched a dude's butt. I'd be afraid butt, that but, uh, I would get the pat wrong. Like I'd linger too long. Like <laughs> yeah. I just wouldn't do it right. Well, you don't grip. There's no, no grip there's to no it. Fingers. I'm I'm just more of a like a a pounded or you know high five uh, pat yeah. you on the back. Yeah, that was, I was much more. more my, that was more my. Thing. I'd much more likely hug. I you know I I give a hug. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, like before I'd go for the butt tap. You just do a hug and you grab the butt from you know behind. Oh, no, no, that's, no, 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 that's that's that even, worse. even worse. Okay, just making sure. This is why you don't have any friends. Uh, just kidding. I'm kidding. That was a bad joke. I I uh, didn't pull any up for uh agents of shield because i knew that was one you guys would have to work off of and since i did planes i pulled all mine from planes uh yes i did do a uh, search for if there were islands uh that were shaped actually shaped like people uh (laughs) because 
if you're going to make the crack about the, you know, the cars universe, I mean, the mountains look like cars, the the clouds look like plane. Like it's, I don't understand that. That doesn't make sense to me. So I did a research, a little bit of research on that. It is an everything about the cars universe doesn't make sense. I think you even talked about that on your, on Zip pop when cars Uh, three came out. I think I remember you and Andrew having a conversation about like, you just can't think about it. No, you can't. It all just got to go with it very quickly. (laughs) They have baby cars. It is what it is. (laughs) <laughs> the, the amount of like this bothers you so much it's super entertaining to see oh it's hilarious to sin and, yeah. and in that planes video there are several moments where it's like why do they have emergency exits on the planes what kind of nightmare world is this what is inside yeah. them like there are windows well, it's like have, i've always just assumed like they killed all the people right like, i just always assumed this was like way in the future <laughs> like people have just been eradicated <laughs> Must be. Uh, but there is that line in, in Planes where they say, you know, something about something being built in, you know, such times. Like, you're built? This is new information. Who builds you? Like, this is, this, uh, anyways, this world. But uh, but no, there aren't really islands uh, shaped like uh, full human beings. Although, as the comments were very glad to point out to me, Florida is America's penis. That's true. So, uh, so mm-hmm. that was very kind of them to point that out. I was always taught it was a peg leg. <laughs> Good, it's probably... From the PG universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Better to go that route. Uh, then I also uh, had a tab open um, that basically I just Googled um, what are the seven continents. Uh, I know I should know that. <laughs> I just wanted I would have to, had to just I to make sure. Just wanted to make sure. Uh, and that was for the sin where uh, they, for whatever reason, reason, didn't list Europe on the map. What, what did you call it? The globes? Oh, Antarctica? Yeah. I always call it America's ice hole. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Uh, and then I also uh, Googled. <laughs> Sorry, I'm such a child. No, listen, if you have a globe, <laughs> next time you're it's holding a globe, funny. turn it's it over <laughs> and look at Antarctica. You'll never have the same perspective again. Oh, I need more sleep. Uh, and then I also Googled uh, movies with orgies uh, because I was going to wanted to come up with a pun for at the end where it looks like all the cars are convulsing in pleasure uh, instead of uh, what it's supposed to look like is a celebration. Well, so. how do they clap? Open the doors exactly. and slam them, I guess. Right, exactly. So the, what things. was the number one movie? That, do you um, remember? Yeah, it was uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Uh, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Number one. So uh, originally, originally, I, Danae is laughing so hard right away. What has got you I'm tickled? I'm thinking about your mom listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if my mom knows like what a podcast is, and I'm going to keep it that way. <laughs> Go on, Aaron. No, let me talk about Orgy some more. Um <laughs> So I had the debate, and I, I eventually left it up to Jeremy uh, if, if we were going to go with trunks wide shut or if we were going to go with uh, flies wide shut. Um, but, oh, nice! Uh, but we went with trunks. We just we thought that was simpler. So I, I like that actually. That that plays better. Um, all right, so there you go. <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the comments section. I want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're each going to pick a comment or two to respond uh, to from the week's videos. Uh, We can include general feedback here as well. If you want to send us an email or hit us up on Twitter, you can do that. Um, I'll go first this time since I went last uh, last time. This Mm -hmm. comes from Immortal Trickster 172. Uh, and then this is from the planes video writer. Hey, remember how cars did great director? Yeah. Writer. So what if we did cars director? Hmm. Writer, but with planes (laughs) 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 director sounds perfect. 
Writer, but everything is exactly the same. Director, get Dane Cook on the phone. I just thought that was <laughs> so perfect. Uh, what do you got, Danae? Um, I will also stick with Planes um, because there was quite a few really good ones on there. This was um, from Tiger Con 5. One of these days, I'm expecting him to open a video like, this exists plus 100 sins. <laughs> and then Rudy Smith responds, when you realize that this movie exists was the very first sin he ever counted back in everything wrong with the amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved this thread chain in general because sometimes whenever you, you get in the comments and then there's all these different comments on uh, someone, I love the community that kind of bubbles up. And um, this one was fun because obviously there's some super fans that know this kind of... Well, th- this movie exists is a very special sin to the mm-hmm. CinemaSins universe. And it is it is held closely and only used in very specific situations. Whoa. You have to get permission from everybody to use a This Movie Exists in. Um, so and it, I think it's only happened like three or four times. In the- yeah, Barrett did it on one we worked on not that long ago. I cannot remember for the life of me what it was, though. And I remember he put like in a parentheses, like, uh, yeah, I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> we're, pulling, we're pulling out the big guns. Barrett, Barrett's scripts are always very fun to read because he always puts stuff in parentheses. It's, you know, what's fun. You mentioned that. What's fun is it's interesting to see the different ways people stretch the format and everybody kind of has their different way to do that. Uh, and that's kind of been a fun process of learning mm-hmm. what, you know, kind of how it works and what goes on. Yeah. Uh, what do you got? Jonathan? Uh, well, one thing we kind of already touched on, but I just there was a number of comments about people that really like Agents of Shield, and yeah. I just had no idea. So, but I guess I don't, I don't. So I copied a couple of those, but we kind of already discussed that. But yeah, there was a lot of that, which was really interesting, and nobody was like saying you know anything bad or negative about the video. Uh, they were just, you know, kind of of, a, of the opinion, like, you should definitely give this show a chance because it gets way better. <laughs> I mean, um, I mean yep. there's a I, there is obviously a reason yeah. it's in its seventh season. Like, you, well, you know. that's interesting, too. I've I've heard I've read some places where Disney basically told ABC this past year, like, you're renewing this. Like it like I, I get the impression that maybe ABC was going to cancel it. And uh, Disney uh, was like, no. Interesting. Yeah. Can you imagine having that kind of power? <laughs> Well, Disney is the parent. ABC yeah. is the child. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I like I, I don't know how much truth is in that. I've just I've read that in a few different well, reports. But, like we've um, said before, uh, already you know just a couple episodes in, we're not all about fact checking here. So we'll oh just... no, definitely not. <laughs> and I mean, and network television is so different than it used to be because the the ratings, the way they judge the ratings, they have to be different now. It yeah, it has more to do with how close are we to getting this in a syndication package and right. Uh, you know, uh, is the network making money off different things? You know, I mean, it's, I, it, it has a lot more to do with that than actual viewers. But, I'm not um, going to lie. I cannot imagine the intricacies of the political system of these big corporations. I can't like, Oh, I know. I just, it would, it would be so frustrating because you know, there's mm-hmm. gotta be, you know, 20 levels of executives no, on every level. There's just these happy pictures of cartoons to make you feel happy. <laughs> so you don't pay attention to the dark underbelly. You're like, oh, look, it's Mickey Mouse. It's so special. <laughs> I hate my job. <laughs> but the other thing I noted on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., though, was uh, Banshee Queen 6 backed me up on my comment about Chloe Bennett's wardrobe. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which, and I do know that's probably, I mean, you, you can, I, I almost didn't even leave that in when I sent the script over because I was thinking maybe that's a little too trivial, but for some reason it just really bugged me with her because she's supposed to be homeless and living in a van and she has like the nicest clothes. <laughs> I mean, they are, they have to be expensive. I had forgotten how much they sexed her up in the pilot too. Like used oh, her well, sex yeah, Danae and I both were... Well, Danae had that idea to cut to her taking her jacket off or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good call because that was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. it definitely... That's what it looked like. It's like the, they're just trying to make sure that the sex appeal is there. Yeah, it was fascinating. Well, and he already... And they already had... I mean, the whole thing was she was questioning Ward, but he was already doped up with a truth serum. He didn't need, like... He didn't need the cleavage in his face. Didn't he, though? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Right? Um, who doesn't want a little bit of cleavage in their face? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Aaron, what's the what's one that you had? Uh, Josiah, uh, and I will not be able to pronounce this last name. I guess last name Balhad. I think. Uh, anyways, speak happiness into every every lemon drop. Made me spit my coffee out my nose. <laughs> yeah, and now great. everything smells like coffee. Thank you. <laughs> I thought about that for a very long time, trying to figure out what could, what else could it stand for? And I even opened it up to you guys. Like, can we come up with something more clever than what I wrote? And I think we were all like, nope, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's a great bit in the episode too. And like, like, I don't know how much Joss Whedon really had to do with that show other than his name was attached to it, but that really felt like that was something he probably wrote. I think he had quite a bit to do with it. It it is full of so many Whedon-esque, you know, winks and nods and even characters from other Whedon shows. And so, yeah, I I think because I mean, that felt like that felt like a conversation you would have seen like on Buffy or Firefly or or Angel or any of those. I just realized I kind of want to have a speak happiness into every lemon drop like bumper sticker or a T-shirt or something. I don't know why I say bumper sticker because I refuse to put bumper stickers on my car, but I still like stickers. Uh I need I need it somewhere, though. You know, you know, you're locked in to the Cinema Sins world when you have your first moment of "I want my sin on a T-shirt." <laughs> well, and if we do another, like, uh, you know, maybe we can talk them into that. If we do like another, uh, like, special shirt month, like the Mental Health, you know, Awareness Month or something. There you go. Speak happy. That could be a, that's a, a good a, positive a secret one. shirt. Yeah, I like yeah, it. I like it a lot. Uh, one of the comments I came across. I'm going to go to Planes again. Sure. If that's cool with you. Legacy Gamer said, I wonder if the Brazilian plane flies its routes without a landing strip. And then the comment to that was from Diego, who says, oh, I get it now. The Brazilian depilation joke. I was like, WTF, we have landing strip? What do you mean? Oh, okay. He called it depilation. That's know. great. And so then I had to look up the words, and I'm like, you guys, with your incredible language, it's amazing. It literally, so, it literally means hair removal, it right? Means, yeah, it yeah. means hair removal. Also yeah. known as epilation or depilation, yeah. is the removal of body hair. Yeah. So kudos to you, Diego, and a fun <laughs> comment thread there on your joke, Aaron. Yeah. Um, listen, what can I say? You know, sometimes the joke is just right there. It's like it's like the uh, sculptor, you know, who says, you know, you don't you don't sculpt the thing that you're making. You sculpt away the parts that aren't the thing that you're making. It's just yeah. like it's always there. You just had to find it. You yeah. know, your so. pervy self can exist <laughs> happily in children's shows. Yes, exactly. Just there waiting for you. Uh, Jonathan, did you have any more? <laughs> not really. Um, the only other thing I noted was uh, Sam. I'm not even going to try to pronounce this last name. I'll butcher it. Uh, it's yeah, I'm not even going to try. But um, he he just mentioned on Die Hard with a Vengeance that it was still the second best Die Hard movie. And I just want to point out that that's not true. And <laughs> you are wrong. You people are not giving Die Hard 2 enough of a chance. <laughs> Die Hard 2 is amazing. 
I'll have to go back and watch it because I remember thinking three is better than two. Oh, it's definitely God. what I remember I have thinking. To go back so. and watch them all. Yeah, it's time. Apparently, I actually uh, Die Hard two has become like uh, I don't know if it's really a, my Christmas movie or anything like that. I mean, but uh, I I don't know why I the first year I was putting my daughter's toys together. I put it in as just something on in the background for while and, you're making um, toys. I've done that. That's kind of become like a tradition for me, uh, a weird tradition. And I don't think they are Christmas movies. Are you also drinking? <laughs> no, you don't have to answer that seriously. No, Do you no, have any more I, uh, I can't put stuff together sober. So drinking would be a bad idea. <laughs> Three more comments. How do you not have any more comments? Well, Liam, I just picked a couple. I wasn't, okay. you know. Yeah. Well, the comment stuff I love. Well, great. I love people's. Then okay, you can okay. be our go-to comment person. Ask me. Yeah, for sure. So on S.H.I.E.L.D., Elizabeth White says, is she a show car? Made me laugh so hard I missed the next two lines. <laughs> I feel sorry for the young whippersnappers that don't get why it's hilarious. <laughs> Which it was, was great delivery by Jeremy. Great job, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. And then the other ones that I mentioned were on Die Hard, so we'll finish with that. Uh, on Die Hard, Twisted Clover says, oh my God, you finally did it. I've been waiting for you to send my favorite Die Hard movie since you did the great first one. Thank you. Which I love because this is clearly somebody who's okay with us sending what they love. Yeah. You no, get it. You get it, Twisted Clover. It's, I, this is the thing to remember because YouTube comments get a very deserved reputation for having a lot of trolly mean-spirited comments in them those comments certainly happen during our videos but i when i look at our our comments it is the majority of them are people who are like a good time even if they love the movie they're like i'm so glad you did this This is so fun and then this one's Mm -hmm. i'm gonna end on this one because i found this to be perfect Mm -hmm. okay so this is also die hard this comes from s gray 0013 because it drove me insane not knowing how they did the jug riddle when i first saw the movie Mm. And then there's four steps to get this riddle. So just oh, in yeah. case. Oh, yeah. No, it's a very popular riddle. It's it's a it's a classic. You fill the five-gallon jug to the top, and mm-hmm. then you pour it into the three-gallon jug until it's full. That leaves two gallons in the five-gallon jug. And then mm-hmm. you empty the three-gallon jug, and you pour out exactly two gallons. Now it has exactly one gallon of empty space. Then you fill the five-gallon jug all the way up, pour it into the three gallon until it's full five gallons minus one gallon is exactly four gallons Mm -hmm. now i didn't see this movie so i have no idea what this is talking about (laughs) but this reminds me of those things where it's like okay so you've got five people on one side of the water and then you want to get to the other you've got one canoe it's the fox the cabbage and the rabbit Mm -hmm. yep it's 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 yeah they're the classic riddles i as my wife will tell you though i'm not a math person me either um I, I've seen that scene so many times. I still, even with you explaining it, I'm sure that's right, but I just, it doesn't make sense to me. So, so I'm with that, you. That, I, that bomb would go off I've, if I was there. I've read this four times now and I still get very confused about why you would empty a three gallon jug and pour exactly two gallons. And like, I don't get it. Why would you do that? Well, because you need the, you need the rest of it to only take one gallon so that oh. you've got four left in the five gallon. Oh. So you need the three gallon to have two gallons okay. so that when you pour it to the brim, you've used one gallon. So you'll know you've used one gallon from the five gallons and there's four gallons. Dang in it there. happened again. I just stopped, <laughs> I just stopped listening. I space out. But I wanted I wanted to highlight Listen, your intellect. If, if you ever have to diffuse a bomb, <laughs> what, using what are we puzzle, talking about? <laughs> fine. Call me. That's call, fine. Call, I love puzzles. Call the math people. <laughs> I would love to do that for you. Uh, very, very nice. We love your comments so much. Uh, mm-hmm. You can hit us up at behind the sins pod at gmail.com. Or you Please can do on Twitter as well. Uh, if you want to ask us questions directly, you can do that too. Uh, let's move beyond the sins to infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. 
We're going to chat about something else in the pop culture world that we've seen recently. Can be good, can be bad, can be medium, whatever you choose. Uh, Danae, you kick us off this time. Um, so because I don't like watching things that um, I I always just go to apps and technically I watch them. So is that can I can I talk <laughs> about pop culture. games? Sure, apps or pop culture. <laughs> I just started getting hooked on one called AFK Arena. Okay. AFK away from keyboard. I've seen the ad for that game so many times. Yeah, it's everywhere right now. Yeah. So that's why I got it. It was an ad. I was like, all right, I'm going to try this. So thing. advertising works. So this is one of those games where you have like a little charging party and you get to like equip them with gear and upgrade their gear. And then while you're gone from the game, they're still collecting gold and stuff. Right. But there's also daily quests, weekly quests, stuff like that. So if you're driven by quests that you want to do every day that you can just log on and do quickly and then upgrade your stuff, mm-hmm. it's kind of fun. It's really pretty and it's um, easy to navigate because they kind of walk you through where to go for the different things. They add stuff slowly so you don't get to do all of the features all at once. I'm playing another one right now that is all of the features all at once. It's really confusing and infuriating. So I won't <laughs> talk about that one. But AFK is not too bad. You know, games more and more uh, are using the whole we'll play the game for you while you're not, you know, on it kind of thing. And I'm just like, when do we get to the game where you just, you know, you open it and then you never look at it again? (laughs) You just look at it three months later and you've won the game. I do. I I can't. I can't do app games. I I know myself too well. Like, I will never do anything else if I have a game in front of me. So I just don't do it. My husband has banned me from introducing him to new games because the ones that I find are very addictive and they have that psychological thing where you need to go every day and do something Mm -hmm. so that you can use the most of your time. I've literally, for health reasons, had to uninstall certain games that, that I have found that just, like, tweak that thing in me that that efficiency thing in me that I have to like push the buttons, push, push the, the buttons. Bu- I like, I have to do it the best it can be done and I have to get the most coins. And, yeah. Oh yeah. This, Ooh. this is sort of like that, but it's, it's not as, it's not as bad. I don't know that I would recommend it for you, Aaron. What's but- perfect for me is a game where you aim a ball at bricks and, and, you, break and you break the bricks. <laughs> and then go. when I'm done breaking bricks, I can go do other stuff. Anyway, it's really, really pretty and well done. And I, I don't find it terribly annoying yet. Um, if you're an app gamer like me, you might enjoy it. It's called AFK Arena. And I don't have any special code to tell you where you can, like, you know, join my team or whatever. I guess I could tell you I'm in a I'm in a clan if you want to find me. You need to you need to find to games. Me. You need to find games that you get, like, promotional credit for or something. I mean, if you're going to be talking about them, you for might as well the benefit. three people who love app gaming like <laughs> I right, do. Right. <laughs> I think it's more than three people. I, I'm quickly becoming, like, the D&D app game girl, which I'm actually really enjoying. By the way, shout out to my fellow D&D people that listen to the podcast. Yeah, Thank you for finding out. me. Yeah. Some really cool podcasts have been suggested to me. I have started listening, so thanks. <laughs> uh, what do you got, Jonathan? Um, I was kind of torn because I don't know how not to talk about Midsummer. <laughs> but I also kind of don't want to talk about Midsummer because I definitely want, if you're going to go see this, you just need to go see it, like not know anything that's going to happen. Well, I think, I, I mean, I'm curious if you liked it, didn't like it. Like, you know, how did it hit you? Uh, yeah, um, I I think I loved it. Yeah, um, it is one of those movies. Yeah, Ari, uh, yeah, I mean, well, see, Hereditary was a movie that the first time I saw it, I was into some of it, and I really liked the performances, specifically Tony Collette. Mm-hmm. Um, I really thought that there were some interesting uh, areas of like grief and loss 
and things of that nature that Aster, the Ari, is it Ari Aster, Ari Aster? I don't I even know. I keep saying Ari, but I don't know. Let's go with Ari. So Ari Aster, the director that he went into that I found very fascinating and I thought was very, uh, felt very real, uh, felt very different than what most films that tackle that kind of subject matter. But then the horror elements of Hereditary didn't really work for me. But Midsummer, I think, just all the way through, like, I love the ending of Midsummer. Well, I, I don't know if you can say love, but I, I thought the ending was very effective. Um, I, there I, is a shot of Florence Pugh uh, right towards the end of the movie that is 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 pretty exceptional. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's... I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> it's exceptional work. Um, I talked a lot about... Uh, I keep saying Midsommar because that's how I keep hearing it. Yeah, they say, but they say midsummer in the movie. Yes, like they the, do. the Swedish guy says midsummer. So that's where I, I yeah. was calling it midsummer too. Whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, I am the only nice thing you will ever hear me say about Hereditary is Tony Collette's performance is astounding. Yeah, yeah, uh, I know you I, weren't a fan. I of it. did not like that movie mm-hmm. at all. I did not lock into it metaphorically. Uh, mm-hmm. I think story wise, it, it didn't make much sense to me especially the end. Um, I get what I think it's trying to say on a literal storytelling level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just didn't work for me at all. Yeah. Uh, Midsommar is different in almost every way for me. Uh, and it's, it's fascinating because it's an even more grotesque movie than, you know, hereditary was, but in, in many ways, it's not as much of a horror film as hereditary was. It's, it's so bright and colorful and it's all in the sun and it's all, you know, it's, it's daytime horror, right? Yeah. And I actually, uh, that is, that is one thing that I really dig. I, I, I really like when a movie is able to do that, when it's able to do like horror in the daytime, because I think, that's very hard to do. I think it was really good at that too. The new yeah, uh, for, version of it sure. did that very well. And there yeah. is something about that that is bolder and v- much more interesting to me because you really have to believe what you're doing. You don't get to hide it mm-hmm. in the shadows and the corners and, you know, that kind of thing. So I was I was really impressed with it. Um, I think anytime I ever mention this movie, I will always mention Ari Aster loves to paint with the the most graphic paintbrushes in the in the toolbox, you know, like he is. He does. Yeah. I will say this about this movie. This kind of reminded me. This is a weird comparison. And like I said, I don't want to give anything away about this. So it's nothing like this movie story wise or anything like that. But The Exorcist is an interesting movie in that I find I love The Exorcist. I think The Exorcist is one of the best movies, horror movies, whatever you want to say. And it just and it's probably the most terrifying movie for me. But what most people and I hear a lot of people that watch it now and say, I don't get why people find it that scary, because I think what most people assume is that what I'm finding scary or what people that love it find scary is the gross out stuff. But what's interesting with something like The Exorcist is the gross out stuff like the pea soup and the crucifix and all that kind of stuff, the head spinning, that almost is a relief from the tension that is built leading up to that point. Right. And I and you get a lot of that in this movie. Um, there is a scene where all I'll say is it starts with a very very strange lunch and ends on a cliff, mm-hmm. and you know something's gonna happen. And I mean, I was just I was uncomfortable because I'm just like what what because you know like what is gonna happen here? And then when when what does happen finally happens, 
it's disturbing, but in a weird way, it's also kind of relieving because it's over. Well, and what the and what the movie is indicating in that scene and in several mm-hmm. others with the metaphor on trauma and the metaphor mm-hmm. on relationships and and those kind of things is I don't know. It's very. I haven't felt this attached to a movie's metaphor since Mother. Um, and, that, no, that's a good comparison too. And, I agree. And, and Mother is another movie where people would watch it mm-hmm. and go, "Why is it so?" graphic and you know yeah i mean it's and i'm just like well because there's a metaphorical nature to what's going on here uh that at least the director feels like is going to be bet have the most impact uh if it's felt in this way um i don't mm-hmm. know that i can recommend necessarily either of those movies to everybody um i certainly know danae you should never see either one of those movies yeah it's um. <laughs> it's i mean it's but florence Pugh, i don't think she's as good as tony collette necessarily but i love her character um like you said, I think I think I got very attached to her character, and I don't know if it's just that I've had a familial loss in my life or or what. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that has some effect on it, but I just her character felt very real to me. The the stuff that she was dealing with, yeah, and um, and I also thought the relationship with her and her boyfriend uh, was sadly uh, very well depicted. I and, totally and, agree. And it's a very common type of relationship that unfortunately exists. Yeah, and I, I think it I think the story in it holds together very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um so, I agree. so yeah. But Danae, it's not it's not for you. <laughs> Don't go just, see this today. Just just to let I you stop know. listening. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I just took a little cat nap. <laughs> uh all right my beyond the sins is the new season of legion is going on and i don't know that i've ever had this big of a turnaround on a show um I'm, I'm sure there is uh but i was so confused during the first season of legion and i didn't think the show did a good job at really helping you understand these characters this of course comes from the x-men universe mm-hmm. um it's on fx um and it's, I mean, incredible performances I liked in the first season, but I, I was having trouble understanding what was going on because it's so weird. It is such a weird show. And then through season two, it locked in for me. And now with season three, man, the, the season premiere for season three, maybe one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen. It was just, oh, wow. It was astonishing. I've got to go back to this. I watched like the first three episodes of the first season and then just for whatever reason, never got back into it. I I didn't dislike it. I just, I don't know what it might've been like what you're saying. I just couldn't figure out what was going on and just didn't care. Aubrey Plaza is just so great in this show. Um, Gene Smart's great in this show, Mm -hmm. but beyond that, the artistic stuff that's going on in the show is beyond anything on television. Like the, the way it's using visuals Mm -hmm. is just mind bending and beautiful. And the thought, uh, experiments that it's doing, uh, I just find absolutely fascinating. It was funny. It was funny because I watched the first uh, episode of the season and then the, the title card at the end came up for directed by, it was directed by Andrew Stanton. And I was like, wow. Well, now it makes sense because he's a genius. Yeah. So it's got a little Pixar connection. Was um, this was this canceled? Was this I mean, because this is the last season, right? Did they decide that before? Was it right around the merger? Because I wonder if this is a Disney decision because well, I, I know, know I assume they're going to be doing whatever they want to do uh, with the X-Men. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Um, I know that Stanton is kind of directing like Stanton directed a lot of the Stranger Things episodes uh, last mm-hmm. season, too. So I, he's doing some fun stuff. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's definitely interesting and one that uh, I'm I'm glad I've turned around on because I wasn't especially that first season. I was just not sure I could put up with the confusion anymore. Cool, I got to get back to it then. <laughs> well, there you go. Thanks for coming behind the behind the I almost said scenes. Well, it kind of works. It's sort of a play on words. I don't know what if you I didn't even think about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you think about it now, does it make sense? We could do we is. could do a new category called deleted sins and it'd be oh. like thought, deleted scenes. I thought we were just talking. I thought it was just a reference to butts. I thought that was the title. So sorry, I, I didn't know what a Brazilian wax was. <laughs> it's okay. I think we've made that clear. Uh, that's going to do it for behind the sins for this week. Don't forget to make sure you are subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen, and go ahead and leave a comment and throw some stars at us as well. Uh, you can hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. Danae is at Danae says and Jonathan is at Sam Loomis 13 on Twitter. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, and myself, we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BehindTheSinsPod at gmail.com and be sure to subscribe or message us at Twitter and be sure to visit CinemaSins.com. One, two, one, two, check, check. Symbolance. Symbolance. Maybe the first time I've ever called you John. Is that, is that <laughs> something that ever happens, or do people always go with the full three syllables? Uh, most of the time, strangers, like when I just introduce myself as Jonathan, they'll repeat it back as John, and I'll be like, that's not what I just <laughs> fucking said. Yeah. Uh. Why would you assume that when someone says my name is Jennifer that you can be like, oh, cool. Nice to meet you, Jen. Like, what? why would you do that? And John is like its own name. Like, people are called John. How did so... Richard become Dick? <laughs> I don't understand that one. At the core of it, it's somebody assuming they know better than you. Well, I introduced myself as Aaron and people just be like, hey, Ike. No, I'm they like, don't. What? Ike? How is Ike Aaron? <laughs> What am I missing? I'm just kidding. No, it's... Did you just make that up 100? <laughs> yeah, or? just 100 okay. made that up. So my maiden name is 10 letters long in German. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever got it right. Never pronounced correctly. Ever, ever, ever. So I was very excited to marry someone with the last name that was simple. And so Hughes is very simple. And the first time I got a call from like a solicitor, asked for Dini Hughes. <laughs> And I was so mad because I was like, how do you how do you mess up Hughes? My stepfather's last name is Venable. A lot of people say Venable, but uh, I was home one time and some solicitor called and asked if Mr. or Mrs. Venable was there. So <laughs> that has stuck. Oh, that man. That is hilarious. That's yeah, absolutely like, uh, terrible. Terrible. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. Is the accent... Is that on like every spelling of Danae or is that specific to yours or? My mom was told to name me Danae by a friend. Someone said name her Danae and they're like, oh, that's great. But she's not French. She didn't know where to put the Asante goose. So she stuck it on the last uh. E. So <laughs> is it supposed to be on the second te- to the last yeah, E? Yeah, technically it's supposed to be the second to last E, but that's fine. So. If we do deleted sins. I would do one like on S.H.I.E.L.D. where the entire back wall was reversed and we cut it because we couldn't tell if maybe it was because of a mirror. But I went back and watched it like three times. I'm like, it's not a mirror. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) I'm almost 100%. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 